everyone, I'm Brian Conley of Hunters HD Gold, and you're listening to Hunters HD Gold Behind the Lens. This podcast takes a deep dive into what it takes to be a match director, manufacturer, sponsored shooter, or just an everyday shooter trying to win his or her first major. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Hunters HD Gold Behind the Lens. Welcome back to another episode of Hunter's HD Gold Behind the Lens. Today I'm at Vortex Edge sitting down with Brennan Brennick. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, man. Uh, super glad to have you here. This yeah. Is, this is awesome. Thank you so much for the tour earlier. That was really nice. Before, but we'll get into more of that here in a little bit. But, you know, when did you even start shooting? How far does this go back for you? Is this something you started last week? Or, you know, how long you been, how long you been, how long you been pulling the trigger? Yeah. So, uh, let's see. So I bought my first handgun uh june of 2018 2018 so i started wow taking it seriously dry firing taking classes and shooting regularly uh january 2019 okay yeah so take me back to 2018 yep and what made you buy a fire so just out of the blue you just said i want to you know what happened yep so 2018 i was uh getting out of college actually um, and I was interested in concealed carrying. All right. So I, I think that's the same story for a lot of people. Um, and, uh, but the thing is I had no experience with handguns. Didn't really have, had never really even shot them before. Right. Um, and you're, and you're living in, you're living in Ohio while this I'm, is going I'm on? I'm actually living in South Carolina. Okay. You're in South, South Carolina. Carolina yep. So okay. I went, I went to school down in South Carolina and I was like, man, I, I think the concealed carry thing is, is awesome. I think that is, you know, just very American for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there's just so much, so much junk going on in the world. It was like, man, I, I feel like having that capability is, is super important. So, so you, did, you didn't grow up with your parents being around guns or anything. We had guns, uh, but they were, I mean, mostly it was, it was a single shot 22 for like groundhogs. Mm-hmm. My dad had a 22 pistol, a Ruger, uh, that he shot, uh, you know, some just very rarely. Where were, where were you, you born in? Where was it? Where did, uh, Where was this at? Yeah, so, so my, my story is a little, a little funny. So I was born in South Korea. Okay, right? I got adopted. Um, we lived in Iowa for uh, the first six years of my life. We actually lived in China for uh, about four years, and then I grew up the rest of my childhood in Ohio. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, how old were you when you were adopted to go to Iowa? Four months old. Okay, so you don't Just remember a that baby? Yep. How long did you stay in Iowa? Uh, about six years. Okay. Yep. So then you said you went back to China. Well, so then we, so my parents were uh, missionaries. So they, okay. they went to China to do church planting. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up, ended up having to come off the field for some uh, medical procedures for my little sister right. uh, that we needed to be in the States for. And so then my dad took a job with the mission agency that sent us mm-hmm. uh, and that was in Ohio. So we came back, he was going to take up his law practice again in Iowa. We're just going to kind of go on. As if nothing had happened, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then he took a he took a job with a mission agency that we were involved with, and that was in Cleveland, Ohio. So that's where I ended up growing up from age, oh boy, eleven to uh, you know until I graduated high school. Right. Yeah. Wow. So when you you know, I'm I'm, I'm taking that in. I didn't know that about you. So yeah. I'm taking I'm taking all that in yeah. real quick. Yeah. So to be adopted like that. Now you're older. You've had yep. time to look back at that. And kind of analyze a lot, I'm sure, with a lot of things going on. 
just an amazing experience you've had, I take it, right? It's, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool. I, I think my perspective on it is, uh, so, so for one, I was, I was born overseas, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm obviously an American now. Yeah. Uh, and then I've lived in a third world country for, for four years. Even though I was a little kid, there was, there was so, it was so different from my normal life right. that I remember all of it. Right. And then we've, of course, talked about it and all these things. So it made such an impact on my life um, that for me, it, it's, it's, it's definitely shaped my worldview, um, you know, dramatically to where, uh, you know, with what I do now, man, I'm super thankful. And I, and I feel like I have a, a perspective, a unique perspective in that, like, in like three quarters or probably way more of that of the world just doesn't mm-hmm. have anything like the access to firearms and shooting sports and, right. and self-defense that, that we do here. Uh, and that's, that's incredible, mm-hmm. right? It really doesn't exist other places right. in any way like it does here. Um, and so just even the fact that I can teach people how to shoot um, for a living right. is, is insane to me. Right. Um, you know, incredible. So can, oh, this amazing story. I, 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 thanks for sharing that with me. So you're in a situation where, you're going, you're in Cleveland. Yep. You're going to high school. Did you play any sports or anything? Not really. Not really. I was all uh, very uh, individual kind of stuff. So I did uh, did music. So I played violin for like 10, 12 years. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got into fencing a little bit in wow. high school. Okay. Uh, you know, with, uh, you know, people call them swords. You're yeah. not supposed to call them swords. I but I did yeah. uh, French foil uh, fencing for a while. That was really fun. Very right. individual sport. Right. Uh, much like USPSA is. Yeah, that's where I was going. Um, mm-hmm. Violin is a, is actually music and, and competitive shooting, as you know, very similar uh, in that, you know, you're required to put on a good performance and you kind of got one shot at it. Right. Um, so did that for a lot of years as well. Um, and then, yeah, went off went off to college. So Wow. Yeah. What'd you go to college for? So I went to college for uh, business administration. Um, did, did not actually end up finishing my degree. I did Three, a little over three years of school. Okay. Uh, dropped out uh, to get, I needed to earn some money to get married. Life I was, happens. I was very broke. Uh, you got married early, I take it. Uh, I got married, let's see, I, I guess I was 20, 22, 23. That's very early. Yeah. And to my yeah. standards anyway. Yeah. I think everybody should wait till they're 30, but that's just my <laughs> own personal. Yeah. Don't listen to me, everybody. I'm just, <laughs> it's just my own, my own faults. <laughs> uh, yeah. So got married yeah. and uh, and then, you know. I was I was working on finishing my degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, got hired up here, yeah. and uh, have not needed to finish it. If I if I need to, I will. No, um, with, but, the, with the benefits I mean, they have here at Vortex, you know, it would be you know easy to just. But the problem is finding the time. That's that's exactly the biggest right. thing. The time that's is everything. Exactly right. yep. So you're back in South Carolina. Yep. You're going to school. Yep. And you decided you want to get a farm. Yeah. Were you were you married then? Was not. Okay, so you weren't married. Not. Um. You, the process you, you to get a firearm in South Carolina is not as hard as it is in some other states. Real easy. And yes, they like they want you to carry a gun, which is wonderful. Mm. But what did your did you tell your parents when you did that? Was that something you kept yourself? Um, nope, didn't really tell. I mean, my dad has always known mm-hmm. I enjoy guns, enjoyed shooting, mm-hmm. but we just never did any. It was all just backyard plinking cans, right? You know, trying to keep the groundhogs out of the garden. Right, that was, that was it. Right. right? Um, so yeah, I think I, I, I probably told him at some point it wasn't, it, it wasn't a significant enough 
event in my life to, mm-hmm. you know, call my dad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they kind of figured out that I was getting into that, uh, once I started taking training classes and, mm-hmm. and, and getting into, you know, just taking it really seriously. What was the first gun you bought? So the first gun I bought was a Smith and Wesson M and P 2.0 compact. Okay. Yes. I yeah. still have that gun. Um, and uh, that thing has seen a lot of rounds. I, th- I, I stopped counting rounds on that when we got to uh, the 45,000. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of rounds. You weren't shooting competition, were you with it? Or were you? Uh, my first matches were with that gun. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I, it was, it, you know, it's a carry gun. Mm-hmm. I built it out as was uh, very customary at the time. Uh, you know, Magwell, all the slide serrations, the aftermarket triggers, the right. red dots, the lights, all that stuff compensator on a carry gun. Um, and so that put me in open right? <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> yeah. with a tricked out carry gun, <laughs> nice. uh, which is not, not the move, not well, the move. What was your first optic you used? Uh, first optic don't I tell used me it was, Vortex. was a, uh, was a hollow sun. <laughs> was a hollow sun first? seven. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Good yep. company. Yeah. Uh, yep. So I don't, you don't use hollow anymore. I take it. Oh, no, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no yet you move, you move along great. Well, that's, yeah. so when you first go to a training course to use your gun, you know, how did you find out about the shooting sports to begin with? Um, you know, that's, some people, you know, start off in IDPA and, and they find out about that because there's a lot of indoor ranges that do IDPA and that's wonderful. And people don't usually, people usually get kicked out of IDPA once you get too good. It's like, hey, you need to go this way so mm-hmm. we can not lose so much. So, because <laughs> USPSA right. is that next level right. based on what I've heard people tell me that it's just a lot faster than IDPA is. Oh, so, yeah, way faster. So uh, did, you, did you have any other training competitions before USPSA or how'd you find out about the sport? Not really. So, so I took some training classes from some, some really good instructors right mm-hmm. off the bat, which I'm, I'm thankful for. I didn't have to sift through a bunch of, uh, you know, nonsense with, with what people are, are just out there teaching. And you were training in South Carolina or back home in Ohio? Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Yep. Still. Okay. yep. So I was down there for almost eight years, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, so training down there and some of the instructors would reference, uh, the shooting sports you know, USPSA, you know, mm-hmm. now if you, you know, go to a match or something like this, they'd be telling us, you know, this, that, and the other thing, uh, and they're referencing matches. And I was like, oh, interesting. I don't, you know, don't really know anything about that. Um, and then one of my buddies invited me to go out and shoot a steel challenge match. Okay. Um, and I was like, well, I don't, don't really know what that is. I'm not, you know, I was, I was pretty hesitant to get into it. And mm-hmm. he was like, look, man, you stand there, you stand still and you shoot five steel plates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I, I can do that. <laughs> right. Uh, and so I went, and uh, I thought that was the funnest thing ever. Were you hesitant because you haven't done, was it the word competition? Was yeah. kind of, okay, yep. that, was, that, was, the, that yep. was the breaking point of like, I'm not interested. Yeah, because so I get it. Yeah, I think it's the same for a lot of people, right? It's, mm-hmm. uh, man, like, I'm not good enough to compete with anybody. I don't care about winning. You know, I just want to be good at, you know, at, at good enough to, to carry a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, that was my, that was my, Kind of mindset, but you did a lot of individual sports growing up. So, were yeah, you, were you, did you find yourself competitive, or are you doing things to pass the time? Um, so I'm a super competitive person. Okay, but I think it was so it's a combination of stuff, right? Well, number one, it's it's just the fear of the unknown. Uh, I have no idea what it's like, you know, anything like that. Um, and then for for me, I think it was just like owning a gun, carrying a gun. It was pretty pretty personal thing. Um, and I didn't see, I didn't know at the time the value that getting good at competition shooting would bring me as a concealed carrier. Okay. Right. And so there was a, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. Uh, so, um, 
I, I ended up going out to my first steel challenge match and I had just so much fun at it. I was like, Oh, this is amazing. And I started shooting it, you know, as often as I could. Um, what and, range was that at? Uh, that was at, let's see, that was the, um, a range in Spartanburg, okay. uh, South Carolina. Yep. Yep. So, um, ended up shooting steel challenge there uh, a, a number of times, got really, you know, was, was pretty excited about that. Had a couple of decent finishes as I got pretty, pretty decent at it. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when someone was like, you should try USPSA next. Really? And they were like, USPSA is super fast. You've got paper targets. You've got steel targets. You're running around. I was like, well, that, that sounds pretty cool, right? Because I was getting introduced to some of those concepts in training classes as well. Okay. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Um, and I didn't at the time have any range where I could do any sort of dynamic movement or anything like that. What gun did you shoot in Steel Challenge? All the same, the M&P. So you yeah. were shooting centerfire then? Yep. Wow. Yep. Just, um, I, I had to buy at the time. I don't think they allowed you to shoot from concealment. Uh, so I had to buy like a, just like an outside the waistband holster of some mm -hmm. sort. And uh, yeah, I was just I was just ripping the, the little compound. So when you started shooting Steel Challenge, uh, you know, this went on for how long? Months? Uh, in months, yeah. Okay. I would say maybe three, four months. What were your friends thinking about it when you... When you told them, was that were they kind of standoffish, or were they like this was cool? Or, or do, what, what was that? What did that look like? I, I mean, I had a couple friends who did it with me. I talked mm -hmm. them into it almost right away. Okay, and then there were a couple friends who were kind of like, "Oh yeah, don't see the value." You know, <laughs> it's like, "Oh well, it's uh, my Saturdays are really busy, and right. oh, do you have to pay to show." Oh well, I don't know. You know, it was that type of thing. And so, right. um, but a couple of the friends were like, "Yeah, let's you know, let's let's go do it. That that sounds fun." Mm -hmm. Yeah. So was there any other hobbies you were trying to do then while that was going on or that you were involved in? Not really. Okay. Not really. I'm, I'm a very one track person. So I, I get, get onto one thing and I'm just going to do that thing. And then if I'm going to get into something else, like I'm going to put, you know, my brain can only handle, handle so much. No, I get it. I get it. That's time. why I, cause I asked him because there's so many things out there, you know, what, what did, what hobbies did you do when you was in college? Just, just normal college life? just social life, yeah. just, you know, we would do a bunch of outdoor stuff. I was pretty into camping at the time. Okay. Um, you know, uh, did, played a lot of ping pong. But on camping side you of it, did you, were you yeah. were carrying it concealed then when you went camping? Because I could see that being after need for that. After I started, you know, after I got my concealed carry and started carrying it, yeah, right. I would absolutely take take that with me. That's um, cool. And, and felt, felt quite a bit better. Yeah, because yeah. I've done some um, camping and outdoor stuff when I was younger and it's, it's, you know, I didn't have a gun back then. I wasn't knowledgeable to even know, but we just, I could see back now looking at like going, wow, you know, anything can, can happen in the world. Nothing did, thank goodness. But being in that environment, I could see where that could be a huge advantage yeah. of doing that. And you it, gotta, it's pretty remote, but you're there with other people for yes. the most part. They're pretty close by, right? but at the same time, you're not close to anything like police or, yeah. Anything like that? No, so there's nobody. You know, there's nobody coming sometimes for a, a lot longer when you're in the woods. Did you backpacking as well? Like getting out and you know being gone for days at a time, or is it just over over weekend events? Like usually events? just 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 a couple of days. Okay, a couple of days at a time. Yep. Cool. Yep. I remember one time I went to Cumberland Island with a buddy of mine, and you could only get to the island. It's off the coast of Georgia, and you can only get to the island by ferry. Oh, okay. And wherever wow. you carry, wherever you carry on your back, you're there. And there was. Three or four different stops. You one, it's right off when you get off the ferry. There's a campground there, and there's one that's like, I think three miles down the a path, or five miles, and then nine miles. And it's just this isle, this whole island by itself. And 
did that one time for I think a three day backpacking event. And wow, there was no running water, no power, no nothing. It was all there, and you know, it's it, it's a lot of great memories doing that kind of stuff. But it's a different kind of lifestyle, different kind of hobby altogether. That's it for is. sure. I I enjoyed it, but it's um when you're hanging your food up from trees to make sure that the local wildlife decides not to, you know, yeah, <laughs> scurvy something away or you you hear wildlife at night when you're asleep and you're like, what's out here again? <laughs> On this island? What is, what is right. here? So, right. Yeah. But a lot of fun. That's yeah. cool. Well, let's take a quick break and let's jump into your, your steel challenge and then how we got into USPSA and go from there and see where we're at today. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. This week's podcast is brought to you by Kana Gold. Kana Gold is a premier lifestyle brand for those who work hard and play harder. There are many hemp companies out there that get lost in the crowd, but Kana Gold sets the gold standard with its premier line of products. When traveling all around with a magical mystery tour to different matches, I travel around with lots of different flavors, including pink grapefruit, candy apple, and vanilla cherry. Make sure to stop by and get some for yourself. They are all zero calories, zero sugar, use organic hemp, and are THC and CBD free. Competitive shooters love them because there's no shakes, no headaches, and no crash. When you order from conagoldhemp.com, make sure to use discount code HUNTERSHD for another 20% off. So, get back to Steel Challenge real quick. You go there, you know, you're still using the very first gun that you've, I take it, that you've bought so far. Mm -hmm. You've customized it, you've done all this stuff to it, and you're shooting Steel Challenge. Mm -hmm. Did you... In Steel Challenge, were there people telling you, hey, you need to do rimfire or do other kind of rifle or rimfire rifle or anything else? What did, you know, a PCC might have just got started in 18, 19 sometimes. Yeah. So what did that, you know, what did the Steel Challenge experience look like for you? Did, were you? Were you pressured to be more competitive with other firearms or anything? Not really. Okay. Not really. So I, th- the way I looked at it was, well, this has got to be good for my shooting. Okay. Right? I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm drawing fast. I'm trying to, uh, you know, you know, engage multiple targets quickly as I, I felt like it was really good for my target transitions, okay. which is something I, I didn't feel like I, I knew how to work on really well, uh, you know, in my own practice. And so for me, I was just looking at it like, Hey, this is great test of how fast can I draw? How fast can I, you know, transition the gun and, mm-hmm. and hit targets? Right. That was pretty much it. And I was looking at it from a, you know, self-defense standpoint. Okay. This will make me, this will make, this will help make me better. Okay. Right. And it's enjoyable. Right. That was pretty much the only way I was looking at it. I wasn't looking at it as, oh yeah, this is cool. I'm getting into the, uh, the shooting sports. Right. So it was just kind of a way to get in there, but you were just trying to hone your skills in yeah. for self-defense 100%. and everything else. Cool. And then somebody told you about USPSA, running so, and gunning. Yep. And their first thoughts was that's, really cool or like running with a gun did it throw, did it throw you off what do you remember about that because that's it, a lot it sounded it sounded uh mm, hectic I think. <laughs> okay you know it's like oh yeah. man like that's that's a lot to think about so right. you're you know you're under the pressure of the clock the whole time you're running around mm-hmm. uh i think if you I, you know i thought if you're good at it that's probably really fun mm-hmm. but it's probably overwhelming for if you've never done it before right and so i was i was pretty nervous about it um, but then I ended up, you know, a friend talked me into coming and shooting my first match and was gracious enough to kind of walk me through, um, some of the rules and okay. you know, keep your gun in your holster, you know, that type right. of thing, uh, uh, how to not get DQ'd. And, uh, man, I had a great time. 
I was like, well, this is fantastic. And it was easier uh, than I thought it would be. Okay. So obviously USPSA is very difficult sport okay. to be good at it, okay. but it's not hard to shoot all the targets, right? Right. You know, like come over here, there's these big cardboard targets and right. big pieces of steel <laughs> and they're not that far away usually. Right. And, uh, and I can get closer to them. And you can get closer <laughs> to them. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I was like, well, this is way easier than I thought. Like I can shoot that cardboard twice. Mm -hmm. like, I'm good enough to do that. Um, and so that gave me a lot of confidence of like, okay, like this is not that difficult, but I see where, and I immediately saw how much better people were than me. Right. And that was inspiring. Was it a turnoff or inspiring? It was inspiring. Okay. Me. Yeah. Okay. Because, because once I realized that it was a doable thing for me mm -hmm. and all I have to do is go to the local, the local range that, that range down in Spartanburg mm -hmm. and I get a shoot against these guys, I was like. I could do this. I could practice this too. Right. I could get, I could get better at this. What job were you working when you decided to get in USPSA? Uh, so I was working for uh, like a big customer service company. Essentially. Okay. Because I was getting ready to say, out. you're getting ready to spend some money. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was, you're not, you're not getting an allowance by mom and dad anymore no, when you go shoot USPSA. No, and no, there's no. some great parents that are sponsors of their kids and that and they were lucky enough to have that, but it, it don't sound like you had the same path as everybody no, else. No, I, I remember having to, I would have to like, you know, really save up to buy a new holster mm -hmm. or something or a belt, right. uh, you know, um, I, I like to tell people, you know, they say, well, I don't have the time or the money for that. And uh, when I got into it, granted, I didn't have kids, but I was making, my take-home pay was like 27 grand a year. Yeah. You know, it was really just not much at all. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it's, it's priorities, right? You, right. If, if you want it bad enough, you'll, you'll save, you'll save your pennies up and, uh, you know, be smart about it and research your decisions and, right. and, and buy what, buy what you can. And, and uh, my whole pro thought process was just use what you got, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I enjoyed that. I thought that was, that was pretty cool to go up against guys with, you know, $6,000 guns. And, uh, here I am just shooting my, my little <laughs> carry gun. So how long did you shoot your carry gun? Well, 45,000 rounds we know about, about where you stopped counting at that point. Did you realize I'm going to my next step? Yeah. So what happened was I was, you know, that, that gun put me in open. Open minor. Okay. Right. I shot a, I shot. You were shooting limited. You were shooting open minor before it was cool. <laughs> right. Right. Yes, exactly. Uh, I'm talking about limited optics, of course. <laughs> right. Which is just open minor. Exactly. We all know. We all know. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So I shot, uh, I didn't actually shoot that many matches with that gun okay. because I pretty quickly realized I enjoy this. This is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I shot a classifier match, um, a couple matches in and I got my initial classification was B class. Oh, okay. Um, so how far did you get up and still challenge? Uh, never really, never really did the whole like classification thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just shot, shot some matches oh, okay. and, and, and moved right on. Continue. Actually later I went back and went, Oh, you can get classified. And <laughs> That's cool. I wonder what I, wonder what I was. Um, and, uh, so yeah, shot a classified match, B class open. And I was like, man, if I can do B class and open, like I should probably be able to do something like a class and carry optics, you know, and I could, you know, that's halfway up the pack. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, looked into what do I need for carry optics gun? And it was like, Oh, even less, you know, like if you want to take the comp and the magwell off, mm -hmm. you're in carry optics. And I was like, Oh, well, that's cool. Um, so I ended up buying, um, a dedicated carry optics gun. So I bought a SIG P320 X5 Legion okay. um, and shot that for a while. Um, 
ended up selling that for a Glock 34. Okay. This is all in the span, span of maybe four to six months. Okay. Sold that for a Glock 34, uh, Gen 5 MOS. Wasn't my flavor. I was like, man, I like the M&P so much better than either of those guns. Okay. So then I got rid of that one and went to a five-inch M&P. And I've, I've been with that for, for the shooting sports ever since. Neat. Yes. So you and Hunter Constantine good friends? Oh yeah. Okay, good. I was, oh, gonna, yeah. I was just curious because I know he's a he's a big he's a big Smith and Wesson guy oh, too. Yeah. So that's why. I oh yeah. We're uh, we're M and P buddies. <laughs> nice. Yes. Well, there's only two of you shooting M and P's in, in, in USPSA <laughs> that I know about right now. Pretty much. I'm, I'm sure I'll get more emails saying I'm shooting M and P. That's great. <laughs> but Smith and Wesson, you know, I wish they get back into shooting sports Me more and Me be too. and be involved like they used to be. But that's my hope. You know, that's my hope. Just Working keep... with those guys a little bit. <laughs> it's been. Uh, cool to get to know the guys over at Smith and Wesson, um, right? And man, I'm, I'm hoping that we can we can make a push to get to get reinvolved. That's awesome. Cool. So you're shooting USPSA. You got classified when you went to Carry Optics. You were you know before you were open minor, you know B class. Did you get your A class as soon as you started shooting Carry Optics? Were you were you right with your theory? I, I was. Oh, yep. So okay. I I nailed uh, A class pretty much right away. First couple of matches, did the same thing. Shot a few matches, then shot a classifier match, mm-hmm. um, and actually came in at eighty four percent. Okay. So just missed the M class. Yeah. Right. Um, I was really bummed about that. I was like, oh, I'm just one classifier away, you know. And of course, I was one classifier away for two years. You know, <laughs> two years. You know, wow, uh, that's the way it goes. My classification yeah. went all the way back down. You know, is to you know seventy five or whatever. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So then I was like, Carry Optics seems to be the place to be. It's really simply my five inch uncomped gun mm-hmm. shot very similarly to my comped four inch gun. Right. Okay. And I was like. This is pretty much the exact same thing. I love this, right? So I shot that gun um, a bunch. And like I said, I've stuck with that ever since. I made M-Class uh, last year, and uh, I'm I'm hoping to to do GM this year. Congratulations. That's, that's my that's my goal. When you can get there. Did you ever do any um, state section matches or area matches? You know, what what was your first big match you went to? That's a great question. I, I believe the first big match I went to was uh, North Carolina section. Okay. Up at Rowan. Okay. Um, I, I'm pretty, you've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they hosted Area 6 yep. uh, the last couple of years. Um, shot there. I did terribly. <laughs> were, were, were you shocked how much better the competition was when you went to the the people coming in all over to shoot a state. I think I think I knew that people were really really good. Okay. I think I was more shocked at how poorly I did. <laughs> did but <you>? that's also <laughs> a reflection of how good everybody else is, right? Yes. Or did nerves get to you based on the competition of, of, of the event you were Definitely at? a lot of nerves. A lot of nerves. And that I still struggle with that. Okay. I still I that's still something where it changes how I shoot mm-hmm. based off of the pressure I perceive. Okay. Right? And I think it's the same thing for, for tons of shooters, but, um, I actually don't have that much match experience okay. when, when, when I talk to these guys who, you know, oh, I shot, you know, four of the area matches this year and, and three or four section matches and nationals. And, you know, I shoot a, shoot a match, you know, twice a week that, you know, that's not me. Mm-hmm. Right. I think I, I think nationals was my 30 something match. So at this point or at that point, it was still just a hobby. Yes, 
Very much a hobby. Just a hobby. And it was just, man, I really like that I can shoot a match. Mm-hmm. I can video it. I can compare it to other guys who are there and their videos and I can and their scores mm-hmm. and see, you know, where the heck am I losing so much time? Where the heck am I, you know, how am I shooting so much less accurately than mm-hmm. they are? Um, and I was just pulling homework from that to go to go practice right. stuff. And I felt like that was really good for my shooting. And uh, it is. It, it is and was. Um, and so that's how I was approaching it. I was just go shoot a match, test the skills, see if practice is paying off. So USPSA is where you've been shooting for a while and you're married now. Yep. What did your fiance at the time think when you were shooting? Were you shooting when you met her? Yes, I was. Okay. I was. I was just getting kind of diving into that head first. Uh, she has been super supportive. Cool. Super supportive. Cool. Because, um, you, you know, you date people, you find people attractive, and all of a sudden, like, well, I don't care anything about motorcycles. Uh, why, <laughs> why do you do that? You know, or, or in this situation, I don't know about guns. Did she know a lot about guns, or is this something totally new to her? So she was from a family that was very, um, you know, Yes, Americans should own guns, all that stuff, but yeah. none of them were into any sort of real shooting. Okay. Um, or even real hunting. Her, a couple of her brothers hunted a little bit, but right. they weren't big hunters. Right. Um, and so she was very much like, oh, guns, yeah, that's that's cool. Like, you know, that's that's fine. But she didn't know anything about it. <laughs> anything <laughs> yeah. at all. Oh, exactly. Matt, oh, you're, she, he's doing some competition or <laughs> class. or You're, you're, you're know. spending how much? <laughs> that, that was the real question. That was the real question. Uh, so what percentage of your take-home pay are you putting towards it? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but she, man, she's been so great. She's biggest supporter uh, of me and being able to do that and you know, has allowed me to talk her into this is, this is an investment in, in one, like my skills, just being able to carry a gun. And two, she's, she pretty quickly started to see that I was making a lot of cool connections. I was meeting a lot of cool people and it was just something that put a smile on my face. And so, uh, she's, man, she's been super supportive. She reigns me in, she reigns the spending in a a good bit, but, uh, but that I wouldn't have it any other way. Did um did you meet her in South Carolina? I did. Okay. We met we met in college and, and got Neat. married shortly after. Neat. Well, let's take one more break because I want to see where this big transition happened from going from South Carolina to where we are today because it seems like a little bit different everything compared to it the is. weather and everything. So, take one more quick break. Let's our last sponsor. We'll be right back with you. This week's podcast is also sponsored by Make Ready Nutrition. They have three products available for shooters that are 2-Alpha Performance to drink before hammer down, 2-Alpha Recovery that I use personally as a meal replacement for lunch with 34 grams of protein and is low-carb, 2-Alpha Ammunition, which is next-level hydration plus energy and amino acids for shooters, gym workouts, or pushing your body in sports and recreation. Whether you're in the Texas heat or in Arizona desert, 2-Alpha Ammunition works harder and endures longer. This unique formula is manufactured for shooters by shooters to replenish your body with electrolytes and hydration while helping aid in muscle recovery and providing fast energy. For 25% off your next order, go to makereadynutrition.com slash discount slash huntershd or enter huntershd at checkout for 25% off your entire order. Makereadynutrition.com are you ready? So you're in South Carolina. You're doing some level of customer service deal, correct? Yes. Okay. And you're shooting USPSA, mm-hmm. realizing that uh, 
this is one of the cheapest hobbies to get into, <laughs> which is a huge joke. <laughs> and, you know, what really got you, you know, like this is next level where I want to continue to be in the, even get into the industry. You know, there are some great manufacturers in South Carolina of, of firearms. Yep. There's great manufacturers of other products as well. How did you, where, where did Vortex come into play? What was that like? So, so I will, I'll just kind of lay out the path. So, um, <clears throat> when I was in school for business, my goal was to go into retail, right? I, I worked okay. at uh, Carhartt for a while and that was a really cool job. I loved, I loved that job so much. And so when I went to school, it was, I could definitely see myself being in the retail space, okay. right? I just, I love interacting with people. I love selling products. I mm -hmm. love meeting people's needs. I've <laughs> did it for 25 years before. Exactly, yeah, I know exactly, right? It's, about, yeah. it's, it's super satisfying. And mm -hmm. the people you meet are, are, are fantastic. Um, and so, and so I, that's the direction I was kind of going. So then when I started getting into shooting, it was, well, maybe I could, maybe I could have a job in the industry somewhere. Um, Palmetto State Armory is down in South mm -hmm. Carolina. And I, I thought, you know, maybe I could, maybe there'd be some opportunity there. We yeah. had a really big store, like five minutes from my house. Um, and so looked into, looked into some jobs there. It wasn't the right timing. Um, but I was, I was interested, right? So there was, there was that kind of thing where it was like, it would be really cool to do something in the industry, but it felt like, uh, it felt like something that was maybe a little unattainable. Okay. So there's, there's that side. And then the other side of it was I started posting on Instagram. Right. Okay. And so it was like, well, I, you know, I got this cool gun. I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to post it on Instagram, you know, the Smith and, and Wesson. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And you know, you, this you, is my, you, you find out there's people that probably may not like Smith and Wesson when you start posting. Oh yeah. Too, right. Oh yeah. Okay. Just all, making sure. Cause all, all, all the Glock boys, you know, <laughs> they, they, they know how to dogpile uh, a new shooter for sure. Uh, so, so going oh, yeah. through that bullying process, did it just make you stand more up on their brand? Oh, 100%. 100%. I was like, look, man, I'll outshoot you with this thing, you know, come at me. So, uh, no, it was so fun. And, uh, yeah, so I, so that I got associated with Smith and Wesson. Okay. Cause everybody knew I love, <clears throat> I love those pistols. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, you know, then, you know, went to 320 and a Glock and came back to Smith and Wesson. Yeah, and I was you, like, yeah, you, for, you, forget you, those guys. You even dabbled because you know? right. peer pressure took in, it sounded yeah, like. So, yeah, I was so like, well, peer this pressure is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's a real thing. And uh, I was like, no, no, I, I don't like that. So okay. anyways, okay. I was posting stuff on Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just started kind of documenting what I was learning. Okay. Um, all right, guys, here's what I'm figuring out about my grip. Here's what I'm figuring out about target transitions. Here's mm -hmm. what I'm learning in dry fire. Okay posting that stuff not necessarily instru instructional but but if if someone is following along the journey mm -hmm. and they're figuring out what I'm learning then it's it it kind of is received that way so that's going on on that side um I'm shooting matches that's kind of the third thing right mm -hmm. and I meet this guy named Billy Barton at a match okay. right so he's shooting he's a carry optics gm uh, now, but he was shooting matches at the same time and was like, oh, here's somebody who's, you know, kind of doing some stuff on Instagram. He's shooting matches. That's mm -hmm. pretty cool. Um, he cares a lot about self-defense and concealed carry. And so he connected me with Chris Yerudia, okay. who uh, ran a company down there in North Carolina called Spectrain. All right. So Spectrain was teaching classes on the weekends, multiple times a month, and uh, they have a pretty big cadre of instructors. And so, you know, different instructors hop in for different classes and teach. It's just a little part-time type thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
So, uh, so Billy connected me with Chris and, uh, I ended up getting hired on at Spectrain as, uh, an assistant instructor. Okay. Um, and so I was like, well, that's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. Because instruction could be a really cool thing I'd be involved in. I love taking classes. Um, and so I got hired on there. And then as soon as I got hired on about a month or two later, Chris, the owner of the company, uh, took a job at Vortex Edge doing instruction full time. And I was like, Vortex Edge, what's that? I've never heard of that. Yeah, a lot of people have, which is why, right. you know, we do what we do to get more people out there. But yeah, Vortex Edge hasn't been around long. No, it has not. Yeah, and so, so that was in 2020 that he came up here. Right. And I was like, well, I, I've never heard of that. I've, you know, I've heard of Vortex Optics. I've never of, heard of, of Vortex course, Edge. And so course. what is that? And so he he was like, well, you know, I, I get to teach classes full time. I get to do what I'm doing at Spectrain up here full time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's really cool. I was like, that's amazing. Like, congrats, man. That's awesome. I'm bummed that we're not going to get to work together, though. Right. Um, and that was that was kind of a bummer. Um, <laughs> Wisconsin? See you, man. Enjoy ex- the cheese. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Enjoy the winners, buddy. Enjoy the winners. Right? Uh, and so then Billy took over that company, continued running it. I right. continued teaching for him for about a year. <laughs> right. Um, and then Chris... You know, calls me out of the So blue. that became your full-time job was training? No, or just still, still part-time. Just still part-time. Just still so you, part-time. you had your other job I was doing still retail still. doing, uh, you know, customer service, yes, answering the phones. Got it. So uh, a year later, Chris calls me. He's like, yo, we are opening up three more instructor positions. You need to apply. I'm sending you a link, right? And I said, <laughs> grow. Yeah. I was like, first of all, I've been doing this for like a year. Yeah. Right. Part time. Mm-hmm. He's got a background in the Marines, Charlotte, uh, SWAT. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's been teaching for seven, eight years. Right. I was like, so you're saying that I could get the same job you have. And he was like, yes. I was like, that's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> it's never going to happen. And he was like, well, you'd be surprised, man. Like, like just, just, I want you to apply. And, uh, so I did and kind of got through the interview process. Let's pause for yes, a second. Yes. Because, <clears throat> There had to be a conversation back at home before Big you conversation. Apply, before you Big applied. conversation. Was her family from South Carolina? Her whole family's down there. <laughs> yep. This is getting better. Yep. All right. So yep. walk me through what this looked like. So, because you go home, you you had a phone call. And right. You, 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 this is not one of those things you just walk in the door. It, 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 how did this... <laughs> this is awesome. How did that... What did what did yeah. you do? Did, what did you, like, did you bring dinner home? Wine? You know, what did, did you... How did you set the stage to have a conversation right. from a family that's in South Carolina? So, so for my wife, it, it, she, she, she was thrilled for me when I got to start teaching for Spectrum. Okay. She was like, this is the coolest thing. Uh, you get to, like, finally make a little bit of money back right. on the, the stuff that you spend as you do. Is she working or she's she still in school? She's working. So she's working yeah, as well. Working full time. Continue. Yep. And uh, so when this opportunity came up, I was like, there's an opportunity to teach full time. I said, I don't think I will get it, but Chris wants me to apply. Right. And she was like, it can't hurt to apply. She that didn't, would, she didn't that, square yet. She was like, that would be, well, I told her, I said, <laughs> oh, okay. it would be, it would be Wisconsin. Oh, wow. And she was like, oh, Wisconsin, you know? And so, so that was, that was kind of a, a big, a big news. And, she, and I said, again, I really don't think I would get the job. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be saying this on air, right? But this I was like, She's not I was like, I way. really don't think I'm going to get the job. Right. You know, I just, I don't see how with my level of experience and I just, I feel yeah. like a new guy still. You, you, in, you know, in and reality, I was, based on what you just saw get hired for that position. Yes. We don't, you, 
uh, yeah, you don't have that. You don't feel like in your mind you have the time put into even. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Continue. So I'm it. going, nothing's going to happen, but I'm thinking about applying just okay. for just for kicks and giggles. All right. And she was like, yeah, why not? Right. <laughs> Apply. Like, and, and she believes me. Right. And I'm like, you know, so, so I, I end up going through the application process and then every step of the way where I got one step further, it was like, we need to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> Everything like, is, hey, it was, uh, this is, was, um, this is looking bad and good at the same time. <laughs> right. It was like, well, it's very, uh, I made another step in the process. So we need to have another conversation about going up there, visiting. If, if they do want to hire me, if they're like, when I could do that, is that this year? Is that next? Like just so many unknowns with that. Uh, are we willing to move? You That's know? just not a three hour drive from South Carolina. No, <laughs> no. It's like what? 15. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, that was quite the, uh, quite the thing, but all credit to her in, in this area. She knew that I was working a job that I hated. Okay. Right? I hated, hated, hated that job right. that I was at. Um, and I was, I was like, something's got to change. I'm either going to go back to school and finish right. my degree so I can do something that I enjoy. What kind of industry was she in? Uh, so she was, uh, let's see, she was an office manager. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. pretty much she wasn't tied down anywhere yet. She wasn't anything. super tied down. Cool. And Continue. it came at a time when she was feeling ready to move on from that job. Okay. And she was also feeling just very disenchanted with where we were living because she's lived there her whole life. Okay. So 27, 26 years at the time, uh, she had never lived anywhere else other than that city. So, so stage two was to come visit Vortex? Stage three. Really. Three. Okay. So, there, so was, there was an initial phone screening. There okay. was another round of interviews. There's another round of interviews and then uh, invited up to do <sighs> in person. This is it. Yes. And so I'm talking to them. I'm like, okay, so they're serious about this. Like they, they're made, like they're potentially interested in me. You go back, look at your resume again. Yeah. I was like, no, I, I didn't put anything about military or anything on my resume. What's in there? What, What's in what, there that what? they're looking at? Uh, yeah. So I, well, I said, well, well, it's a, this is, this would be a really big move um, for us. Could I bring my wife, you know, so mm -hmm. we can kind of see the air again. And they were like, oh yeah, absolutely. Just added her plane ticket. I was wow. Like, oh, wow. Okay. So they're paying for me to fly up with her, interview for a day, get the whole tour that you've gotten here. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I'm ready to work here after some, right. after some tours. It's an amazing right. facility. Uh, and so I, that kind of blew my hair back a little bit. I was like, oh, wow, this is a really freaking cool place. Right. Like, this is incredible. Um, had four, three rounds of interviews with four people in each interview. Wow. Like it was, it was, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of questions. That's intense. Um, and, uh, you know, that was the full morning, you know, in, hour interview after hour interview. Right. Um, and at the time, at I was what like, interview well, did they ask if you had a pet? <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was shocking as well. Exactly. I was like, do more dogs and people work here or what? You know? Um, and I love dogs. I yes. love dogs. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, so we we kind of worked through those interviews, and yeah. uh, I believe we went out to to lunch or dinner that uh, that you know that day, mm -hmm. and then I literally got a call that afternoon. Uh, we were back at the hotel, going well. You know, I think it went. I think it went okay. I, I feel I rep, I feel like I represented myself pretty well, and right. I literally got a call that afternoon and said, "Hey, we all uh, had a powwow right after you left, and uh, we want to offer you the job." And That's it was amazing, and that just. My jaw hit the floor. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. Um, but there's a there's a factor here that everything just got more stressful. 
Because now you had to go home and tell her parents. That was incredibly <laughs> difficult. <laughs> There's no doubt. I mean, and, and our best friends, you know, yeah. are, are we had, we have very, very close friends, uh, Zach and Sarah Merrill, yeah. Kara Groves, all these, all these people out in South Carolina that yeah. we were just super tight with. And, yeah. uh, and then, yeah, her whole family. Her entire family, which know? is the bigger so, thing. Because, and mom, you know, mom we, Zeller is, is going, when are you guys going to have grandbabies? <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, <laughs> have, have, you haven't had kids yet. We have not. Okay. We so that, not. That, that's where I was getting ready to go because it's getting ready to get serious. But she's thinking, you know, that's coming. And, <laughs> oh, now you're going to have babies in Wisconsin. Oh, dear, right? So uh, that was some hard conversations. And honestly, I struggled with that for, I guess for so. quite a bit. I guess um, so. I would have freaked out knowing my... Knowing the families that I've, you know, man, that'd been nuts. Right, right. And so that was a difficult conversation. What what was what was great though was was obviously my wife Lydia and I talked about it first, and she was like, I think I think I want to do this because I think I'm ready for a change. I can she, take my skill set anywhere. So the and, plane ride home is a lot of note taking. Yeah. Like. Oh, so much talking. <laughs> and uh, I told them, I, I said, Hey, I need a week. So uh, the week after, um, we went on vacation with our best friends. And it took me several days to work up the courage to finally say, Hey man, like, I think I'm going to take the job, but I, I, it's killing me to, to leave you guys. Like mm -hmm. this is the worst thing ever, right. but I think the pros outweigh the con. Mm -hmm. And I just, I can't imagine having a job that I would love so much. Mm -hmm. And as it becomes a, as, in true that's best friend that's fashion. A, that's when it's called a career. Right. <laughs> as soon as it changes, that that one terminology changes is a game changer. Exactly. Exactly. It's not just the way you bring home uh, the paycheck anymore. Mm -hmm. And uh, in true best friend fashion, it was like, oh, that's going to hurt. And then it was, congratulations, but I'm so, I'm so happy for mm -hmm. you. Um, and uh, yeah, that was it. Wow. That was it. And uh, we broke the news to the family. And uh, said, you know, we'll be back here all the time for holidays and all that stuff. It sounds good to um, say that. Is it still working out? It's still working. <laughs> okay, we get down there. We get down there really often, uh, multiple times a year. Right. So, good. Uh, good. So, so they're 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 happy with that. But, <laughs> so you know, because you know, when you look at Wisconsin, then you go look at the average temperature. Of Wisconsin, <laughs> and you look at South Carolina and the average temperature with an ocean <laughs> and so much more access to um, that, you know, that has to be just a, you know, I, I told the same thing to Tucker Smith two years ago when he first got here. I said, dude, you're from Florida. <laughs> I can't wait to see the, the video footage of you running from one building to the other when there's, you know, we think of foot of snow in Alabama, everything shuts down or even an inch, but here it, it takes like a massive amount of feet for things to shut down. Y'all are yeah. still going. Oh yeah. People so. just throw it in four wheel drive and just <laughs> go to work, you know? So, so, you, uh, you, so I take it, you bought a truck when you first got here? <laughs> oh, oh, I bought a truck before I left. <laughs> I, truck. So, I had to get the stuff here. So I was like, listen, I'm going to buy a rust free truck in the South and it's got to have four wheel drive. And, uh, and I am not, I said, I said, number one, it's going to be snowing up there. Right. I said, number two, I'm not going to pull up to my first day. So at the time, all we had was my wife and I had a Prius. Nice. Said, I'm not going to pull up to that my first day of work. Amazing. What if you'd have done that? <laughs> as a firearms instructor from 
South Carolina in a Prius. I was like, I have to, I have to drive a truck of some sort. <laughs> There's, you're, he's, he's got a point. When you, when you come up to Vortex, you see all the employees parking. There's not. I don't think there's a Prius in a parking lot. No, so no, no. And if it is, it's it's an engineer. Oh, and, and, it's, and, and it's their third car. Yeah. It's, not, it's it's just their work car. It's not their it's, everyday. It's their summer car. <laughs> it's their summer yeah. car. <laughs> uh, so I said, there's, you know, that's not going to work, honey. We're going to have to buy a. We're going to have to buy a truck. What month did you move up here when you when you got October? To time, October. So it was, it was it wasn't bad yet. But it, it was, was like, delightful. Yeah. So <laughs> summer in 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 Greenville is yes. is just atrocious. You yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we move up here in October. It's like 50s and 60s. I was like, man, this is awesome. <laughs> and then, you know, and then it was snow until April. <laughs> so uh, how did the yeah. adaptation of the house, you know, when that, when that first happened, it's just uh, different. It's different lifestyle. Up it there. is. It is. So so I grew up in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So we get snow there all winter. Too, right. Right. But my wife had never lived anywhere other than South Carolina. Right. And so she was like, oh, this is incredible. She's beautiful. Like, yeah, beautiful. And I think I it, it is it is a it's a God thing that we came up here because right. because she actually hates the hot weather. Okay. So she would rather have a Wisconsin winter than a South Carolina summer. Okay. Okay. You know, and the summers up here are just incredible. Did you did you start chopping chop? Chopping firewood yourself, or did you find somebody to hire? <laughs> we, uh, yeah, right. Uh, we uh, we had that. We had the heat running pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> the the so, electric bill became like right. That's more than our that's fuel. Significant. That's, I, I didn't realize the heat was so much. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but then you don't really have to run the AC too much in the, in the that's summer. That's true. It's pretty. That's true. It's pretty nice. So you're here at Vortex now. Yep. You're at Vortex Edge, where, where you came into, and everything's just been. Amazing. You're getting out to shoot more. You're actually training people more. You're putting USPSA stages on the ground. You're you you've got the you've got the American dream has happened, right? It's it's been amazing. Uh I mean, work you know, has invested in me. Vortex has invested in me to say, look, professional development, you being good at shooting and teaching is super important. So I've been able to go to classes and learn from other instructors. Um, I try to to pull as much from the instruction side as mm-hmm. just the actual hey teach me something I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's it's I'm going to learn how this person communicates and how he runs a class and all these things. I've learned so much from that uh, since I've started here. I've learned so much about just running classes in general because I'm teaching multiple times a week, mm-hmm. um, and you know so many people it's usually multiple times a month. For me, it's weekly, right? Um, on the range, pretty much every day uh, at some point. Um, learn how to do precision long range, right? I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not super good at that yet, but it's, it's a world that I never thought I'd get into. And I, now I have access to that and I have. Welcome to millimeters. Cause that's what I do for a living <laughs> is millimeters and lenses. That's why yes. I like mill so much. And there's optics because that's yeah. all it's a little bit more detailed. Yeah. It's, and, and it's completely different from action pistol shooting. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's super cool to be able to pick the snipers brains that work mm-hmm. down here about that kind of thing. Right. And, uh, there's a lot of, land up here there is you can shoot some long distance pretty easily compared, there is compared to going to um back to south carolina yeah we've had uh we've run our long range you know pipeline a couple different places up here and both places we could shoot past a thousand yards wow you wow. know so um and that's just that's been out at like you know farmland how far how far have you shot so far uh my farthest shot 1250 1250 yeah wow 1250 with with bolt guns and gas guns nice so uh yeah, not bad. Very cool. Not That's bad. 
what's what's next on your plate? You know, did your wife find a job up here okay or things? You know, she did. So yeah, so she's in property management now up here, right? Uh, and she's she's loving life and 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 uh, and and doing really well at that. For me, it's. Uh, I'm trying to make a, a a pretty hard push here to to make GM this year. Okay, I think it's possible. I think I could do it. Right. Um, continuing to uh, to teach and shoot. I shot uh, Carry Optics Nationals. That was my first Nationals that I've ever been to uh, this past you know um, last month here. Neat. And so that was a really cool experience. Okay. And experiencing that much that much heat mm-hmm. uh, was was pretty incredible. Very humbling. It, it wasn't that hot, but okay, continue. <laughs> but, but I get it. You're, you're Wisconsin now, whatever you call it. Wisconsin. The, uh, the, the, the competition. Like, oh, the, the, no, no, no. Okay, never mind. The that heat, was hot. That the, was hot. The, the heat of this Karyoptics <laughs> Nationals, yes, that was, yes, that was yeah. three or four super squads deep. Yes, <laughs> that, only that's had two. No, it wasn't no, hot. No, it wasn't hot yeah. at all. Um, did you finish where you wanted to? Because no, it's a pretty pretty technical match. No, I did not. Oh, did I finished. Not? I finished uh, far down uh, that I wanted to. Um, <laughs> but what was exciting for me is is I'm so competitive, and so it's a bummer at the time okay. to see my name that to have to scroll that far to find my name. <laughs> um, but what I'm excited about is I I identify like three or four different things, and I'm like, well, I'm not good enough at this to to even be competitive okay. at a match that's that technical. Still rocking so, the Smith and Wesson. So yes, still rocking the Smith and Wesson. So I brought you think that that's home. Keep, do you think that's keeping you in A class or master class? <laughs> no, no. Okay. Oh, I'm just kidding. No. That's, that's my not little jab. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, but you did some takeaways. Tons of takeaways. Tons okay. of takeaways. I got to work on you know partials at distance. I got to okay. work on shooting on the move on on tight targets mm-hmm. where I would normally just post up and shoot. Got to figure that out. Um, my my raw time is just is just too high right. on these stages when I'm trying to shoot alphas, and so you know I've got all this stuff to work on, which is exciting for me. Um, and we just I just shot the Wisconsin sectional, um, you know, so a little bit smaller match, but okay. still hundred and that was hundred sixty some shooters. Some shooters. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of shooters. Yeah, there. so I was I was happy to take uh, eighth place, I think, in in carry optics for that. So. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just grinding away. So when you went to this past nationals, was that the first time you met Hunter, or you met him before? Uh, I've met him before. Okay, tell me what that was like meeting Hunter for the first time, being the only two people in USPSA that shoot Smith and Wesson. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> man Hunter is just such a hoot. Anybody who's met Hunter uh, knows that he is uh, he's just full of energy. So you hit it right off when you met him. Though. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We uh, and, and we we talk on Instagram all the time. Yeah, right. We always we always tag each other and and uh, well, there's nobody else doing it. Somebody's yeah. got somebody's got to rep Smith and West. Very few people. So we're uh, we're happy to be the ones uh, pulling triggers on on the M and P. That's awesome. The M and P gang. That's so right? exciting. Yep. So we call. That's so, it. Uh, yeah, it's, you're going to have your own little exciting. your outfits next time you go to you know nationals. Together. I know, you, I know. I, I mean, I think if uh, if I ever do make a shooting jersey, we got to yeah. put uh, you know M and P gang on there. <laughs> got to do know? something. That's right? fun. Yeah. So what's what's next for you? Sounds like you got a family in plan for one day in the future, and just keep on. You know, if you, there's Vortex has a lot of employees. Yes, has a lot of different four hundred and fifty. Div- yes, it's a lot. It has a lot of different divisions. Yep. Vortex Edge Object everything in the once since you've gotten you you're at this location and you're here at Vortex Edge, which is new and exciting and growing, has there been other departments you looked at that like, you know, might like to do might like to do that one day or anything like that? Or has that even crossed your mind yet? Because you're still so into the edge side of it. No, I have the best job here. Okay. I have the best job here. Got it. So uh I, I just I love what I do. 
Um, what's what's next for us is Edge is still developing as a brand. Yes. Right? Because it is a separate <clears throat> brand from Vortex Optics. Yes. Um, so we're still developing as a brand and we're pushing towards uh, things like taking classes on the road. Okay. So uh, we've all done we've done all of our classes here in Barneveld, Wisconsin, at our facility. Obviously, it's it's set up well for that. Yes, but we are going to start pushing classes out onto the road. We're going to start traveling some, which I'm really looking forward to. We're starting to do more events, uh, range days, and stuff like that. Right. Um, getting out to you know the Edge staff is getting out to more major matches, which I think is great as well. Um, just kind of rubbing elbows with with people and 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 being able to meet a lot of these people that we interact with on social media, um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's what I think is next for Edge is is getting outside of Barneveld and pushing mm-hmm. that out, and I'm excited for that. That's um, huge. I think there's a lot of opportunities there. There is, there yes. is a well, good deal. How can people learn more about Vortex Edge and get in touch with you on social media? What does that look like? Yeah, so um, anything Vortex Edge related, vortexedge.com um, or at Vortex Edge on Instagram. That's the best way to get any information about what we're doing here. If you want to uh, contact me directly, I'm super responsive on Instagram. Look in Asian is my Instagram. Look, look, <laughs> look in Asian. Look in Asian. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. <laughs> uh, so then when you get a notification that says, look in Asian followed you. Yeah. You know, or liked your post. Uh, so yeah, look in Asian on Instagram. Brennan Brennick works as well. You can type that in. And I, right. you probably have to spell out my whole name and scroll down to the bottom because Instagram doesn't like me anymore. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm always, I'm always available. I love to, I love to talk. I love to talk shooting, training, gear, all that stuff. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. Yeah. Thanks for having me like. on. I'm very excited for you being a, you know, grandmaster this year. There's not a doubt in my mind with you okay. having um, an office where your office is at and the gun range two doors down if you don't become a GM, that's really pretty much your fault <laughs> because it's not like you don't have access to do it like it is during lunch every day. It is 100% on me. <laughs> it is. Yes, sir. So do you have um, plans in the future for taking some more training classes with other, you know, competitive shooters or are you pretty much kind of, have you thought about that before? Or have you already oh, done that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I got to train with Eric Grafell actually. Nice. Uh, this past uh, January, February. Okay. Um, that was incredible. He doesn't really teach classes stateside much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, I was stoked to be able to take that class. Right. Learned so much from him. Uh, just an incredible shooter. Um, and then I'm training with JJ Rikaza. Nice. Um, in October. I believe over in Pennsylvania. So I'm going to nice. go take that, going to go take that class. And then we will see if I fit in a Ben Steger class this, um, this year or not, but Ben Steger, Joel Park, Han, yeah. Kim, those yes. guys, they do a great, they do um, a great, um, a great um, summit and everything to get together and do yes. everything together. It's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, that'll be either, you know, this year or potentially next year. Well, it sounds um, like one of these three people are ready to sign your GM card. So that's, <laughs> you, you should have the avenue to be able to do that. I sure hope so. <laughs> I sure hope so. Well, Brendan, Thank you again. Absolutely. I look forward to working with you more in the future because Hunter's HD Go is going to do a lot more with Vortex Edge in the future as well. I'm very excited about that. If you have any questions for Brendan, of course, he's told you everything. But if you need to get to him through me, of course, email me at info at huntershdgold.com. I'll make sure to get the message to Brendan myself. But until next time, thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of Hunter's HD Go Behind the Lens. And we will see you at the range soon. Thanks, Brendan. Don't 
For a complete written transcript of the Dr. Bill Show, go online to www.icarismusic.com. And welcome back to the Dr. Bill Show. Let's go to a caller who seems to be having issues communicating with his girlfriend. Caller? Yeah, I've had this problem with my girlfriend. Um, she kind of broke up with me. I've been doing everything right. Everything's been going great. We went out. We've gone out for, I don't know, I'd say a good five, six months. Everything good. Everything's good. I mean... But, son, you've got to use communication. I've done that. I mean, what what else can I do? I mean, seriously, I mean, like, I... Son, son, son. Some girls are just b****. 